Turn it up. Get ready. You're tuned in to VO Buzz Weekly. Weekly. The show where aspiring voice actors, established VO pros, and curious fans alike get to meet and learn from the mega successful talent in voiceover. Hear their personal stories. Find out how they became so successful. Learn their secrets and join them at the top. Chuck Durant. We are back with a brand new episode of VO Buzz Weekly, and it's a first of its kind. The f- Why is it a first of its kind? You know. Because we have our first UK talent with us today, Jay Britton. And I'm telling you what, man, this guy, he's fairly new in the business, mm-hmm. but if you've ever wondered what it feels like when you really say to yourself, you know what? I'm going to get serious. Uh-huh. And then to see what happens after you get serious, mm-hmm. that's why he's here today. And that's what you're going to find out. Awesome show. Do not miss it. No popcorn. Don't get up for bathroom <laughs> breaks. Nothing. They Stay don't have right to because we're leaving. We're going right now to Jay. Here we go. Our guest is a two-time Voice Arts Award-winning actor who you hear in commercials, animation, video games, corporate videos, and so many other things. He is our first guest from the UK. He is the voice of Talking Time, and I don't know, I think he's probably the pride of the UK. Oh yeah. No doubt. Absolutely. We are so excited to get buzzed with a totally awesome Jay Britton. Jay Britton! Hello. 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 Good to see you again. Hey, can we talk like this too? You can try, but I'll be terribly embarrassed. Doesn't that get annoying? <laughs> Not at all. I blame it all on Dick Van Dyke. It's all his fault. He blames it all on Dick Van Dyke. But seriously, don't people t- just start talking? Yeah, very much so. These it's are so easy. Very, very posh. It's very right. contagious. You it know is posh? Contagious. posh? You know posh? Spice? posh? I know everybody in England. <laughs> is the American <laughs> accent as contagious as the English accent? Yes. I can't come over here and not drop into American. It's impossible. Really? Yeah. Just because you're making fun of it or because uh, you kind of think it's cool? 50-50. Yeah. Ah, that's I, why I do it too. Yeah. When you go to In-N-Out Burger, you, you I, I, the I, Yeah, I put on the accent, yeah. So does my dad when he comes over, but he's like nowhere near as good as it. <laughs> he orders the burger. <laughs> the burger. The burger. He has to oh, say it uh, uh, kind of slow kind of so he slow. says it right. right. He thinks he's in a foreign yeah. country, so he yeah. can't understand the language. So yeah. Speak English, Dad. It's okay. It might be easier for him to do like some kind of southern thing. Yeah, I'd like to have your hamburger. Some uh, coleslaw and some ham. With some coleslaw. Inside, like two slices of bread and a yes. burger and uh, some have cheese. You, have you had I coleslaw? Get some coleslaw on that? I have had coleslaw. Oh. Not and American what do you coleslaw. think? Isn't it the same? Is it different in America than? In oh, you have it too. We have it too. What's yeah. your coleslaw? Your, what's like, your recipe from your cookbook? I, I don't cook. You, you I don't? no. I, I take I take it off the shelf in the supermarket. Does that count? It's well, like mayonnaise, well, isn't it? And mayonnaise. Eggs. That's a that's a Do food egg? part. Like onion. Not usually egg. It's yeah. cabbage. Cabbage. Yes. Yes. Some carrot. Orange sometimes. stuff. Carrot. Carrot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you can see. I eat a lot of coleslaw, and yeah. I'm the foremost expert <laughs> within the UK on coleslaw. Okay, everybody, 
everybody out there right now is going like, what the what, heck is I can't understand the What kind of a show is this? They should know by now. We're at almost 200 episodes. Exactly. Listen, if you guys want to make it big in the voiceover industry, you got to eat coleslaw, man. That's just the way it goes. That's true. Seven times a day. Didn't you, didn't you, haven't you adjusted your diet? That's very true, actually. So dairy, mayo, Dairy's gone. Dairy's gone. I used to love ice cream, milkshakes, McDonald's chocolate milkshake. Yep, that was it. All gone. Yep. I was just finding I was just getting too much clicky, nose poppy stuff on the recordings and somebody, I can't remember who it was, who said, have you thought about giving up dairy? I did it within two weeks, all gone. Wow, you must yeah. have had a lot of dairy there. Um, yeah. Hey, you know what we're gonna do, man? <laughs> we're gonna get right into your interview here. So, check it out. All that other stuff was riveting. Hello. It was riveting, well, I understand That's the that. Stuff. I, I so, learned a uh, lot. So, so you worked in the, <laughs> I thought I was in the it industry, but you worked in the it industry. I was the it industry. In the it industry for 10 years. AKA IT. IT for those IT. who don't yeah. understand. Where's my glasses? Um, so how, tell us a little bit, you know, so what happened with that and, and what made you uh, transition into voiceover? Um, it was, it hit me like a ton of bricks one day. I, I kind of got to that point in my life. I've worked in IT for, I think it was nearly 15 years maybe. Um, straight out of college, went into IT because that's what I thought I should do. I was like, right, I'll get a sensible job in IT despite the fact that what I really wanted to do was performing. Mm -hmm. So I had a 10, <coughs> 10 or 15 year career in IT and I got to the point where I was for all intents and purposes successful. Um, you know, by, by the measure of most Western ideologies, I had the big house, the nice car, mm -hmm. the wife and kids, and I was like, I am miserable, man. It just hit me, the, like the, almost the month after we moved into the new house. I was just like, I'm, I'm not happy. This is not fulfilling me whatsoever. Um, and it really, it was all down to my wife who said, well, you kind of need to go and pursue this voiceover thing, because she knew that that was my dream since I was a kid. And as soon as I started actually going after it, that's when everything changed. So the dream was there. Well, since let's you cheers to your lovely wife. Yes, Absolutely. To my wife. Because Danielle. you know what? Danielle. I love you. Danielle. Great a, advice there, Danielle. But an amazing we'll support system is huge and she has good, been good for that because that's a risk for the whole family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It has been. Um, and even now, we've just, we've just moved house like three weeks ago mm -hmm. to kind of make things even a little bit easier to reduce all the costs, to get more space in the garden where I can build a studio. And that was her idea. I was like, I just can't figure out how to kind of get the next bit to work. And she was yeah. like, well, let's get rid of the big house. We don't need the big house. So then we just sold it all. Moved. Wow. Love it. That's yeah. pretty cool, man. She's a genius and amazing. Now, she was is. that to help you or to get you out of the house and in the garden or something? Jeez. Damn it. Because now you're... <laughs> Now you're not going to be in the now house anymore. Is the gardening? <laughs> that's how she gets you to garden. Yeah. Is the garden at the same address as the house? That's I think the thing. so. Okay, good. It's dark, that... but when I go outside, so I can't tell. Yeah. No, no, but but that's but amazing. in all seriousness, man, I think I believe I remember, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, you basically downsized your yep. home so that it would allow you more resources and time and all that stuff to really, really get even more focused uh, than yep. you were on your voiceover career to really, really take it to that other level. Now, not a lot of people, A, even think that far or take chances like that in yeah. giving up the things that they want temporarily <laughs> yep. in order to attain, you know, and make a dream really, really go big. So yeah. what was the whole process in your mind about that and, and how did it make you feel? Because I would be terrified. 
<laughs> yeah, I was pretty much. I think the weird thing about fear is it's only terrifying until you do it. That's mm -hmm. the thing, you know, I think everyone's seen the little diagram where you have the circle which says your comfort zone and the circle that says, you know, this is where the magic happens. Yeah. Right. And you don't know how strong the edges of your little comfort zone until you push it. And mm -hmm. it's, it's the pushing it that gets, that scares people. It's like, well, if I kind of go for it and I push and yeah, I can, that's the scary bit. But once you actually take the decision and you commit to it and you do it, the fear goes because mm -hmm. you, you're there, you're doing it already. Right. Um, and that was the thing. I think <clears throat> the first part of it were actually just deciding to go into VO. That was scarier than the downsizing. Because until that point, you, you haven't failed at doing voiceover. So right. you, you, you're just, it's the fear of failure that's holding you back. Mm -hmm. And that's what my, my wife did is we sat down in the kitchen and she said, well, what's stopping you doing voiceover? Why aren't you doing voiceover? And I had no reasons. I had zero tangible reasons that I wasn't doing it other than, well, I can just say I never tried it, so it's, it's fine. But if you, tr if you really go for something that you love and you fail, it's 10 times worse than failing at something you don't care about. Mm -hmm. Like you can and, fail and at IT. And the regret of never having tried. Exactly, yeah. And you know, the, the number one way to fail at anything is to not ever try. True. Um, and then once you get over that just mental stumbling block of just the fear of even trying it, and you let yourself believe for just a single infinitesimal moment that you could do it, that's it, you're off, you're away. Mm -hmm. You yeah. just gotta take the first step. Write that down, take the first step. <laughs> yeah, it's all it needs, just the one. We should say that Jay has been, you, you came over here for like a minute yep. <laughs> to do all this stuff, you're feeling a little under the weather, so I you're- I am. Thank you for, for putting yourself through it. We've tried I struggle. Do... It's, it's, you know, coming over to LA, working with brilliant people, going to, I mean, it's horrible. <laughs> Who would want this life? I know. It's just I mean, terrible. Just, uh, well, speaking of the industry's best, <laughs> you have studied with people like Rob Paulson, Nancy Wolfson, Richard Horvitz, Jody Gottlieb. What is it that makes you keep training and with different people? I think, it, I mean, one of the things I decided when I went into VO was I wanted to train with the best because if you're gonna, if you're gonna do something, you know, go all in. So I wanted to train with the best people in each of their respective fields, mm -hmm. which is I think part of why I've got different coaches for different areas. That's not to say that one coach isn't also brilliant at something else, right. but I wanted kind of the top of, of um, each game that I could get and get each genre covered. Um, and if you're not continually learning, you'll just get left behind very, very quickly. It's just such, I mean, in the kind of 18 months that I've been really hyper-focused on VO, it's changed. In, in 18 months, it's changed. You know, styles changed, what people want changed, the way you get work changes, it just changes almost daily. Mm -hmm. So if you don't keep up to speed, you get left behind pretty quick. Yeah. Um, so yes, keep learning everybody every single day. What is the process? Because in the UK there is not a union, correct? Correct. There is a union, but it has it has no teeth and it has no uh, it doesn't get in the way of any work. We don't have union and non-union. Okay. Work. Yeah. So, like, what is the process for someone in the UK to get an agent and to go to the audition process? What? Just take us through that for people that aren't sure how it works over there. So it's not massively dissimilar to over here. Um, essentially, to get an agent, you have to get your demos done. You have to. Um, you just have to have work to get an agent in the UK. You have to go to an agent with something. Mm -hmm. um, because especially in the UK, you have, although it's a much smaller country, it's all in London. So you have the whole of the UK trying to get agents in London. Uh -huh. So it's only in one place. So you really have to be 
at the very top of your game and come with a lot to offer to get the agent. Um, and then the rest of it really is then direct marketing, pretty much. There is so much avenue in the UK to go direct to production companies, to games companies. I mean, the games industry, obviously, in the UK is nowhere near the size that it is in the UK, uh, in the US. But what we do have is a massive indie dev scene. So there's loads of gaming startups in the UK that you can just go direct to and talk mm -hmm. to and try and network with. Um, and then the rest of it isn't too dissimilar with pay-to-play sites. Um, there's a couple of, I say a couple, there's probably one European pay-to-play pay -to -play website. <clears throat> and the rest of us are all still on Voices.com, Voice123, um, all of those ones really. So it's agents, direct marketing, and, and the pay-to-plays. Mm -hmm. Cool, man. Um, so you work a lot in your native accent. I do. Which is German. No, I'm just kidding. It is, yeah. I do a lot of the in German, yes. Right? Um, and you also work with an American accent, yep. um, or, and, and you actually had to learn how to do that, right? Yeah, very so. Much what so. made you decide to actually <clears throat> learn how to take your accent out and also be able to do the American accent? Um, I think, again, looking at what happens in the industry now, like versatility, you have to be versatile. That's not to say you have to be able to do 20,000 different accents, yeah. but especially in the genres that I... I working quite heavily with games and animation, if you can go to a game session and do the role that you've, you've been booked for and go, well, I can do you six other guys, mm -hmm. then that increases the likelihood you'll, you'll, you'll come back. Yeah. Um, I went to one of, the, one of the big studios in the UK for like an open audition where they just wanted to see what you could do. Yeah. And they had you go through six, seven, eight, nine, ten characters. Um, and if you can't do different accents, then you, you get really limited very quickly right. on what you can yeah. deliver. Um, and the reason for American is really simple because it's a massive market. If right. you can do a convincing American um, accent, then you've got the whole American market to go to go for. Especially um, for promos, mm -hmm. we don't do promo in the UK at all, really. We do we do do adverts for TV shows, but they're nowhere near as interesting or as exciting as the promos yeah. in America. So, if you can do an American uh, you know, promo voice, then that's a whole new market you've just opened mm -hmm. up to. Yeah. And basically, I just imitated the TV since I was four. And that's how I let my American. Wow. Yeah. Was there any Repetition. particular shows or things that you I love Lucy. No, because I love Lucy. Lucy, it's me, I'm home. You do sound a lot like Lucille Ball when you go to your American accent. I didn't mean to talk to you about that. <laughs> my American accent sounds like Lucille Ball. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. What are, what are some of the biggest uh, differences between, you know, working in the UK and working, say, doing a job for the US? Like as far as like direction or, you know, preparing and all that stuff? Or I what they expect? Think, I think, to be honest, I think America is a harder market. I think it tends to be faster, it tends to be much more rapid. There's no time for not mucking about, but you just got to get in, get the job done, get it done quickly, and then it's the next thing, go, go, go. Yeah. So. The UK tends to be a little bit more relaxed. Um, you may be working with, um, if you're doing a corporate video, you may end up with Steve from Accounts directing you because, uh, uh, Steve, we're getting a corporate video done. Can you talk to the man? <laughs> yeah. So you know, you might get very, very interesting direction. Yeah. Um, the same, I you know, work a lot with the, the Far East um, as well. And again, the direction can be disturbing and, <laughs> and quite interesting at the same time. Yeah. Whereas in America, it's very slick and just quick, in and out, and you have to be able to, to, to deliver. You have to be able to take direction extremely well um, in the American market, because it's just there's just no time mm. yeah. for, for pleasantries as Absolutely. such. Well, I was reading about some of your clients, and many of them have said about you that you're, let's see if I can remember what they said, she that you were versatile, nice stuff. yes, 
Um, <coughs> if it's not nice, you probably shouldn't put it out there. Yeah, but true. no, that you're very versatile, you're very easy to direct, and you're just a dream to work with. So Thank what, um, I was compensated for my remarks, no. Uh, but what, <coughs> what do you think, you know, because you have those moments in a session when mm. you're being given completely contradictory information for what yep. they want, but they're, how do you, as an actor, how do you handle that? How do you, without making, you know, yourself a despicable... Without being an ass, yeah. 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 Do you know what you're doing? Shall I direct myself? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is difficult. And I think the, the first thing to remember without a shadow of a doubt is that you're providing a service. The, within reason, the person on the other side of the glass can be as big an ass as they want to be. Yeah. You know, they're your customer. Um, and I think a lot of um, new talent can forget that. And they can get you know, really picky over script changes or being directed in a certain way which is great, but you'll run out of clients pretty quick. Um, so you have to kind of take it with a pinch of salt, and it's just, it is part of the job, and it's your job to be able to work with, uh, let's call it difficult direction. Mm -hmm. um, I think what you need to do is A, know the piece very well, and just help them. That's the thing, it's not, it's not a you versus them. It's not, well, I'm the actor, tell me how you want it done. It's work with them, you know, give them ideas or say, Okay, you're saying you want this, but um, you know, do you mean have it like this or like this? And maybe give them a couple of different styles of read. Right. Mm -hmm. um, just work with them, not against them, and you usually find you can get there pretty quick. So I want to talk about demos real quick because I know that you know most people don't fly out from the UK and come to America and work with certain coaches and then have demos produced here. This is true. Uh, which I happen to be a part of that team. <laughs> Thankfully. And, and very cool because you were a, you know, a dream to work with. You are very good at what you do and I love that. But you also had other demos before you did that. Yep. And I'd like to know what was the big difference for you or the differences in having generic okay demos and then having full blown you know, top pro demos done? I, I can't even think of an, an analogy that, that's far enough apart that I could use to describe mm -hmm. the difference really. I mean. I'm, I'm a big believer in you get what you pay for yeah. and you know part of the reason why I wanted to come here and work with you is because you can hear the difference you really really can I know you know I wanted the top demo producer I could get because I'd had kind of off-the-shelf demos for a little while and it actually it fitted into the period where I was just playing with voiceover ah. you know in those in those years you know I said earlier I've been really focused for the last 18 months but kind of three nearly four years before that was when I had these generic demos mm -hmm. And for one, they didn't give me any confidence. When you get a demo back and you're like, I sound really, really freaking cool. <laughs> Suddenly you're like, right, okay, I can be a little bit more puffy chested here and, yeah. and, and hand that into agents. So psychologically it gives you a confidence that you've got a good product to go yeah. and sell to people and that it's gonna reflect your brand really well. Yeah. Um, because especially in the UK, it's, it, I hate to call it a big problem, but it's something I see a lot in UK demo production is there's not that um, working together to, to, to find the right demos for you, the tailored script, the right sound, um, and everybody's just kind of sounds gray. It's right. just very, very similar. Mm -hmm. um, the original demos I had, you know, I hear, I'd hear the same backing music in a lot of demos, sometimes even this, exactly the same word for word script, mm -hmm. um, and they were completely the wrong format. Of like one 60 second commercial was was one demo. Well, I was like, there's your demo. Yeah, I was like, you didn't okay. say you wanted multiple spots. Yeah, and that was like yeah. I, after two hours of training, and it, it was it was yeah just yeah. not good. Yeah. yeah. So it's like 
chalk and cheese. There we go. That's not even di chalk different and enough, yeah. but it's close. And cheese. Chalk and cheese. Is that a British thing? And one you can Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's good, man. Hot scotch. Yeah. That's good. So, so when you got back to the UK with your new demos, you had a new commercial demo, you had an animation demo, you had a video game demo. Yep. You went back there, and then all of a sudden things started really, really rocking and rolling, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, hold on, we're not done yet. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, wait, then, there's more. And then, a year later or so, <laughs> yep. you come back here, which is now. Yes. <laughs> hello. Yes. Which is now, hello, he's back. And we just tracked your <coughs> new promo demo yep. today, actually, earlier today. Yep. And you did a promo demo with an American accent. Yep. And, like, most people would be like, well, wait a minute, but he's English, <laughs> you know, we did a promo demo with an American accent. One spot on it, you did yeah, an English accent. Yeah. Why? Why that choice? First of all, why come back, and why that choice? Yep. Why come back is really easy. Um, I wanted the best demo again. <laughs> That's it. It's, it's easy, and I always think it's, if you can do it in person, yeah. Then, then, ten times better. Um, and it's also about investment. You know, it's it's well, what do I want out of the back of this demo? Controls how much I invest. In the front of the demo, mm. so That's I wanted I wanted to get the most out of the demo up front. So always come back over um, to do it. The reason I did American is because, like I said earlier, there's no there is kind of no British promo market, and I thought, well, wouldn't it be cool if I could offer really good American promos? And oh, by the way, I can also do really nice British promos because I am an authentic British man. Right. Um, who knows the Queen and everything? Uh, <laughs> the Queen and everything. Yeah, I do. We're best busy mates, we are. Um, so, yeah, that was the thinking, basically. Did she it? give you any money for your demos? She didn't. Well, she's, she, no, she said, could I give she's her that five pounds back? I owe her. The Queen represents the Jay in the, yes, the, uh, in the UK. Oh, yeah, the she's funny. <laughs> Jay Britton, Her Royal Highness, is how I slate <laughs> yeah. at the beginning of all my auditions. That's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, you know, the market over here is huge, with a lot of the promo <coughs> work being done straight over ISDN or Source Connect. Yeah. Not being in America isn't a big problem like it might be for other markets like animation and things. So it kind of makes sense, really. Um, and I thought it's a little bit something unique to offer as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's good, man. Wow. And what about studio-wise? Obviously, you do probably pretty much all of your recording from home, correct? Yeah, like 95%. 95%. So yeah. do you have like a rinky-dink okay studio? No. Or do you have some pretty good stuff happening no. there? No. Well, why not? Because why would I? Because okay. yeah. <laughs> you want to work. If you're serious about it, then why do you have a USB microphone? Hey, like, if we, we're, I had a USB microphone when I started. Yeah. That's fine. But if you're trying to break into the top end doing commercials and big video games, you can't, you just can't, you know, you have to take it yeah. professionally. And a bit like the demos, there's a psychological aspect mm -hmm. of, as soon as I got my voiceover booth was when things started taking off because I felt more professional. Yeah. I felt <clears throat> I'm a legitimate voice actor now, I have my booth, I have a professional space. So I have a, you know, a thousand dollar microphone, a preamp, goes off to a big processing PC in the back end. Um, and I'm just about to build. You know, if you use a Mac, you book more work. <laughs> oh boy! It's Let's actually... not get into that again, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I use See, Windows, everybody, yeah. and I don't have any viruses. Um, <laughs> you are, you're infected. I am. I'm infected. <laughs> I am Bill Gates's best friend. Um, and yeah, I'm about to to build a completely separate, you know, in my in my garden right. prison. Yeah, a garden separate, prison. Yes. Yeah. Your secret garden. It's gonna be half cinema room as well, though, so it's fine. Oh, what a sacrifice! Yeah, I know, Man it's terrible. Cave yeah, yeah, yeah. Soundproof <laughs> cinema room. So that's gonna be a fully soundproof separate building. Yeah. So kind of that's the point I'm at. And again, you know, if you want to be, you can't go to, you know, I'm gonna do promos for Fox. 
in my broom cupboard with you know a piece of blanket over my head and yeah and a USB just, mic yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and the other thing is as well it becomes a marketing tool you know how do you differentiate yourself between the thousands of other people if you get well you know I've got a forty thousand dollar studio on, in my home from where from which I can give you voiceover recordings immediately it gives you a little bit of stamp of mm-hmm. of professionalism and trust for the for the client you know if you yeah. can give them pictures of well this is the studio you're buying as much as you're buying me the talent of course then yeah. that's and another that thing to market yourself sure. with yeah. yeah yeah absolutely so i want to know when you you said that for about three or four years there you weren't really serious yeah okay and then all of a sudden you got really serious mm-hmm. okay and things started to happen Yep. Which I think is 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 really important, especially for everybody out there. No matter where you live, it's like you know, there's no <coughs> excuse of like, oh, well, I don't live in L.A. Oh, I don't live in New York, and it really doesn't matter these days that much. Yep. So, what was what what were the changes or, that you noticed when when you started getting serious, and what were the things that you did, or some of the things that you did that said, okay, now I'm getting serious, and this is what I'm going to do. What was the plan like? The change was almost overnight. Um, like I said, <clears throat> I'd been kind of dabbling for three, four years through fear and you know circumstance as much as anything as well, just not wanting to commit. Right. Um, and then when you know, my wife gave me a slap, not literally, um, and said, right, sort yourself out and do it properly, overnight when you just commit to something, yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. One of the things I always tell anybody who, who might be doing a couple of different things, like they're in a band and they do VO and they act and they embroider tea cozies is focus on one thing yeah whatever you know to do anything great it has to be your passion and if as soon as you focus on it and give yourself over to it a hundred percent that's when things change yeah yeah and almost overnight you know I, I suddenly had more energy for marketing I had more thoughts about how could I grow the business I got serious I got a voiceover booth put in I bought a brand new microphone I engaged with a web designer to get new branding done I picked up yeah. all the new coaches um, and it all just can't, you know, unsurprisingly, when you do the right sensible things, mm-hmm. work starts coming yeah. in. You know, it's not, yeah. a big, uh, not a big secret or a complicated formula. Yeah. You just have to do the groundwork. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And by the way, man, I've checked out your site and it's really, really mm-hmm. cool. It's amazing. I can take no, <laughs> no credit for it whatsoever, but it <laughs> but, is amazing. But it is amazing. Yeah. And, and for those of you that, that ever, ever like wonder, well, what exactly is branding and what does mm-hmm. branding look like? Go to Jay's website, jaybritton.com, right? Voiceofjaybritton.com. Um, and check it out. <coughs> You'll dig it. It's yeah. really, really cool. Huh? Huh? How'd you like part one? <laughs> well, guess what? Next week, part two, be here. Absolutely. And keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks so much for watching, you guys. We love you. And just remember, you always have time for a little buzz. Tell them, Stacy. Don't just listen to VO Buzz Weekly. Watch the show in stunning HD video at VOBuzzWeekly.com on their YouTube channel or on the app. VO Buzz Weekly is sponsored by Chuck Duran's Demos That Rock. Rock. The voiceover demo producer to the stars is now available to you. Visit DemosThatRock.com and take your voiceover career to the next level. See you next time. And remember, you always have time for a little buzz.